Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. About to roll out here shortly. Head down to Alabama and join the circus down in uh, SEC Media Days. Yeah, we're kicking off a big football week here on Kentucky Daily as both of us will be on site for SEC Football Media Days. And uh, got a lot coming. Kentucky, Mark Stoops will take the podium on Tuesday, along with Darren Kennard and Josh Paschal. So we're wanting to just kind of record a little preview, maybe some things that we're looking for, some things to expect. Uh, Derek, this is something we didn't get to do last summer. There were no SEC football media days, even virtually. So there, we went straight into a 10-game SEC schedule without any kind of buildup. This is the, to me, this is the, it's happening soon. Like, this is when you go to SEC Media Day and you're like, man, football is just around the corner. And we're about, what, five, six weeks away? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're looking at September 4th, first game for Kentucky. You're probably looking at UK's Media Day, uh, I want to say, probably two two weeks from Friday, this Friday coming up. So, I mean, it's about to get cranked up. Once it gets to that point, it's basically every day. You'll have some kind of – just about every day. You'll have some kind of media coverage available um, to write about this football team. But – yeah, like you said, Kennard and Pascal, I think two good representatives, two guys who have certainly earned that right to get to go down to Hoover. I would say two very non-controversial picks, you know, two guys that are going to go down there. And, you know, if you're looking for sound bites, I don't know that these two guys are going to be the ones that are going to provide it so much. Uh, but, you know, these are two two players who have obviously represented UK well, uh, especially Pascal, no doubt, but, but Kennard as well. So... Uh, looking forward to see what they have to say. Um, Stoops as well. You know, he, he's got some things that I don't know what he'll be asked at the big podium. You know, when he gets to the big room with the riders, I'm going to guess it's going to be a lot of probably questions about the offense, questions about replacing guys like Jamin Davis, uh, Kelvin Joseph, you know, the typical things. But locally, you know, Sean, I mean, I think there's some things of interest. You know, he's not been on the record at all. Talking about Dan Brezowitz since he got arrested. I mean, that's a pretty big figure over in UK football um Jovan Bonine of course is still going through some of his proceedings after his DUI I mean I think that's a story of note that'll be touched on and then you know Dare Rosenthal another guy who just transferred in here someone who he sent out a press release talking about leaving a statement but hasn't really talked about him much and how he might fit in so I do think this will be an informative time uh tomorrow whenever he talks to talks to the local media it will be it's been a while since we've talk to Mark Stoops. When was the last time we heard from Stoops? Spring practice? Uh, some of us saw him at uh, the Schleiman event. That's right. Last month. That's right. I remember that. So, uh, yeah, this is a big week for sure. Usually in a normal year, you get three players per school. Yeah. Uh, but they'll have two, and they're not going to be – in the interviews, too, with those guys, it's not going to be the same because we're not going to be able to walk around and go up to – to kind of each stage and, and talk about what we want to talk about. It's going to be in the main media room there. So this is going to be a different SEC media day, but it's a step back to normal is the thing for me. We're actually getting to be there in person and do this. So I'm, I'm excited to get there. Uh, Derek Stoops usually goes into this kind of with a, a chip on his shoulder. It seems like every time that I've covered this event, he's come in and the question in the past was, you know, how do you end the streak versus Florida? And then, when he went down there in 19, that wasn't a question anymore. So, I guess, do you think we get a Mark Stoops that is kind of energized and comes in with a chip on his shoulder, or what are you expecting? Kind of really don't know. 
Yeah, that's what I'm say. I honestly don't know. I mean, those other years, he had been coming off winning seasons. You know, this past year was so odd that I don't think I don't think he'd have any reason to to come in. I mean, without his head held high, you know what I mean? Like, I think you know, Kentucky still went to a bowl game last year. Of course, everybody did, but they still won. They beat a top twenty-five team in that bowl game with the interim offensive coordinator. So, like, I think they still had a decent team last year. I'm not really sure the approach he's going to take because I think Stoops is not the kind of guy who's going to go down in front of a, a big audience. Or I don't know how many people are going to be there this year. I assume it'll still be a big event um, and and give a lot of predictions, you know, especially when, I mean, Stoops, I think he liked what he saw in the spring from the offense, but I don't think he's going to go down there and, you know, have a lot of big things to say or put a big number on anything. I think he's going to be – I think this is definitely the kind of year – this is the approach I expect he'll take is very much like a wait and see because I think he's confident in the roster that they've built, but Stoops has never been the kind of guy to, to win SEC media days. You know, no one's ever writing about how he stole the show. <laughs> so I don't, I don't expect that to be any different this year. Um, and with him going Tuesday, Sean, I'm going to, doesn't the, the, the predictions usually don't come out to the last day, right? How people yeah. voted. So like, he's not going to have that to go with. So I think he'll be pretty, close to the vest like he has been. And I think you'll get that same approach from Kennard and Pascal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And those predictions, I know we'll get to vote on the predicted order of finish. We'll get to vote on first team, second team, all that stuff, preseason SEC, which is I know is an exciting time because we kind of have to familiarize ourselves with the entire league. This isn't just a Kentucky thing this week. Uh, but I'm interested in seeing how the setup's going to be, Derek. You know, what does Radio Row look like? That's usually a place that when you walk down it, there are tons of interviews going on. And I think it's up to each individual institution whether or not players and coaches participate in that this year, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, I don't... so there are some changes. I think there's going to have I think they're going to have 21 tables set up, maybe on there, which seems a lot smaller than normal. So that's interesting to see. Does Pascal and those guys do they participate in anything? I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but just leading up to this thing, there are some people that have already kind of released their their rankings and stuff for predicted order finish. I know you and I are going to record an episode this week discussing ours because honestly, right now this is something that I think about going up to media day. But then I, I really think about it when I'm there and I really don't know where I'm going to go. And it's usually where do I put Kentucky? Like, it, you know, how confident am I that Kentucky can get into that top three or top two? Uh, but let's talk about this. So I sent you last night. We've talked a lot last week with FPI. So we talked about all these programs. Uh, I sent you SEC Mike's, who is really well known, especially on social media, newsletter for SEC football. Uh, SEC Football News, host of uh, that SEC podcast. I mean, he does a lot of things, has a lot of following. He has Kentucky number three in the SEC East, just behind Florida and Georgia, which to me isn't a surprise. My surprise, though, is Tennessee at four. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's my surprise as well. Uh, Tennessee at four seems – well, here's the thing, and I'll – I don't want to dig into it too much as I'll probably give my reasoning – uh, once we vote and have that episode probably tomorrow, um, there's not a huge difference in my opinion, teams three through, well, 
I see Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Tennessee being the three worst teams in the league, I guess, in the SEC East. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, this is just isn't the kind of year I'm going to get – I don't think people should get torn up if Missouri gets voted ahead of UK because I think they're very similar. And it's just – it is what it is this year. Like, my guess is the media is going to go with Missouri yeah. overall at number three. Uh, this list, I'm a little surprised to see them fifth. I don't really see – I think you would have to really be bought in that Tennessee is just going to score a ton of points if you're going to put them fourth in the league over Missouri because they have a lot of question marks. I think Tennessee does. I mean, they're probably going to have a transfer quarterback as well. If you hear their fans talk, they'll say anybody could be better than Jarrett Garantano. <laughs> not a not a very uh, big fan of him, apparently, down in Tennessee. Rightfully so, probably. But uh, yeah, that seems a little high to me, but maybe he's trying to get in the good graces of uh, all Twitter because it can be a dangerous place. But uh, – more than anything, Sean, you look at that SEC West that yeah. he has, and he's got a team that UK is going to play, LSU, as a uh, winner in the SEC West, which seems to me like a very uh, – I just don't see it. Do you? That's not, That wouldn't be my pick. It's not <laughs> going to be mine, yeah. That's, that's not going to be my pick at all. Uh, and that, that was surprising to see that. Auburn all Auburn the way down last. to seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State there at six. And then, well, let's just read them off. So, LSU one, Alabama two, A&M three, Ole Miss four, Arkansas five, Mississippi State six, and Auburn seven. That's how he has the West. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to put LSU at number one. And then on the East, it was Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri, South Carolina, Vandy. And I said the surprise to me was Tennessee at four. I think the media – down there this week after everybody's votes come in my predicted order of finish for the east and this isn't what i'm voting this is what i think it's going to be i think it's going to be georgia florida missouri kentucky south carolina tennessee vandy oh i think that's how it's going to go yeah i'd flip south carolina and tennessee i think tennessee would be fifth but i agree with you Outside of that, and I'd say there's no way in hell else he's gonna be picked to finish first. No, over Alabama. I mean, no. And I mean, Georgia. I know that I picked. Uh, I said on the last episode, like I picked Georgia to win the national title, but like that's might be bold, but like not picking Alabama to win the SEC West is is very bold. And, uh, get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And Georgia might be the team that's picked to win the SEC overall when we get down there. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You know, there's a very, or it used to be very heavy well, I mean, Alabama's earned it. You know, they've been the college football program the last, what, close to 15 years now. Like, uh, you can pretty much blindly write them in as the SEC winner, and you're going to stand a pretty good chance to be right. So, uh, 
I probably would go with Georgia over Alabama just because, like I said, I mean, I'm going to pick them to win the title. So it would make sense that I choose them. But they've had a hard time beating Alabama. They've had some some games. You look at that national title game. They were up. They lost. They had them in the SEC championship game, I want to say, in 2018. They were up on them in the fourth, and then uh, Jalen Hurts came back and led that comeback. So, I mean, they've had opportunities to take Alabama down, and they've there was some crazy stat. I can't remember what it was. I want to say out of like 60 minutes or whatever, Georgia had led for all – I mean, it was something – I don't want to say it because I think I'm going to mess it up, but they had basically led for two whole games and lost both games. So they've been right there, and uh, I think with their experience this year, they can certainly get it done. Yeah. It's uh, definitely going to be interesting to see where everybody goes when it comes to order of finish. Like we said earlier, we will record an entire episode on our picks and then I guess probably come out and talk about the overall and where where those stand with the SEC and how how the media decided to vote that. We'll talk about obviously the the teams and stuff, first team, second team, everything, and what Kentucky guys are on there. But the one thing I'm looking for, Derek, when it comes to SEC Media Day is I'm I want to read Mark Stoops' body language. I always think that he, when it comes to this event, like in 2018, when he met us upstairs there in Atlanta, his body language to me screamed that Kentucky was going to be good. Like he just looked confident. And that was the year they followed it with a 10 and three season. So that's what I'm looking for. What type of body language does Mark Stoops have? Does he have a swagger about him when he's walking in there? Because I think he knew in that summer, that Kentucky was going to be good. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time remembering that year. Uh, they all kind of run together. The season's down there. But um, I think last year would have been a good – I think last year you would have seen a very confident Mark Stoops, uh, just knowing what they had coming back. I do – I almost wonder in some ways if it wasn't a little false bravado that some of the coaches had with – I mean, like – Honestly, everybody, I think even I a little bit, like probably were too optimistic last year in some way. I tried to point out the wide receiver stuff preseason, but even I didn't predict it was going to be as bad as what it was in terms of throwing the football. And like Wilson coming off an injury in a pandemic year, it was just – there were reasons to see that last year went the way that it did. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think it's a good point, Sean, about the body language. I think he's always kind of had a confidence – about them, you know, he's not going to come out and say one way or the other that the team's going to be terrible, which they won't be, or that the team's going to be great, which they might or might not be. I mean, if you're talking, I'm in great in UK standards, you know, which to me, shoot, if you get to eight wins in the regular season, it might be a low bar for some other programs, but for UK, that's one of your best regular seasons in 30 years, so or 40 years, really. So I'll be curious, you know, this is the kind of year it gets joked about. So this is my prediction, and I might be wrong on this. He's going to be asked about the quarterbacks in like a joking manner by the locals because you got to ask about them, but you more or less know he's not going to say anything. I think you might actually get a more informative answer on the quarterbacks in the big room because he'll get asked by somebody he doesn't know probably about the QBs and they might ask in a way that you actually get an insightful answer on what he thinks about those guys. Um, even then, I don't think you're going to get a detailed lean one way or the other who he's going to go with, but I do think – he more or less won't say anything to the locals, but might actually give a decent answer. Because, I mean, it's a national audience he's talking to. Yeah. Uh, on SEC Network, I mean, I think it's a good opportunity to talk about those quarterbacks, talk about some of their strengths, talk about what he's going to be looking for. That's my one prediction for where that might be more insightful than, than what he says to the local media. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I agree with that. And we also have some more predictions and stuff. So USA Today released, I'm seeing their preseason all SEC team. And Chris, Chris Rodriguez is not one of the three running backs that is on the all SEC team for USA Today. So that's a dude that's going to have a chip on his shoulder for sure. Yeah, SEC, uh, or sorry, USA Today, I was trying to see. Yeah, so this is, <clears throat> sorry, this was done by the reporters who cover you. So I assume all the beat writers on the USA Today network. So I don't know every single paper in the league. I know the Courier Journal is part of that for uh, who covers UK and then Knoxville News Sentinel, some, some papers like that. But also they do have a national team at USA Today. But the three running backs that did get picked on the first time, uh, first team, and there were ties, which I have no idea how this – how. The way I read this, Sean, is Tink Bigsby from Auburn was basically the the clear choice, and then Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M, and then Kevin Harris from South Carolina, who had an absolute monster season last year. Those two guys tied. So uh, I don't know if they were only planning on taking two running backs for that team. Probably so, but they both got the same number of votes. A little surprised Kevin Harris was an unanimous selection. I don't really know what – he's going to be first team on mine, so – I thought that was interesting. But, yeah, Darian Kennard did make it for Kentucky. He's the only U.K. player I see um, on this list, which they only did first team. But, yeah, what, what do you think about that, Sean? No no, Chris Rodriguez. I think I'm a little surprised. Who are the three that are ahead of you? Uh, Tank Bigsby, Isaiah Spiller, and Kevin Harris. I think that's something that Chris is going to put. I mean, obviously we'll have to wait and see where Chris is on the overall – SEC media team and stuff when it comes out this week, if he's even on there. But I think that that's a chip on his shoulder, which isn't a bad thing for Kentucky. I don't think it's a bad thing for him because I think he still feels like he has a lot to prove. And I think he views himself as one of the better backs in the league, if not the best back in the league. I mean, you see how PFF graded him and stuff heading into the season. I I think a lot of eyes will be on Chris Rodriguez, and he will get some votes this week for sure. Yeah, Bixby had a – especially for a true freshman, he had a pretty good season. You know, he had 834 yards, five touchdowns. Um, and, you know, Rodriguez missed two games last year but against sure. two of the best opponents on EK's roster. He didn't play neither game because of COVID. Um, it's always hard with these. Uh, I complain about it a lot. With I was tweeting about basketball Twitter the other day. I think I upset some people. I, I try not to tear these other backs down whenever I'm trying to make a case for Chris Rodriguez because they all – you know, have a have a reason to be on there, and I'm not sure that I'm not sure that Rodriguez will make it uh, on the first team. I think he's definitely going to be on the second team. Yeah, he won't be any lower than that. But uh, I don't know if he'll be able to make it on the first team. So the USA Today also had um, their preseason honors, and it was absolutely dominated by Alabama. <laughs> uh, Coach of the year was Nick Saban. Player of the year was John Mechie the third, who's a wide receiver for Alabama, and then the newcomer of the year with one of the best names in the SEC, Kool Aid McKinstry who's uh, – actually, I saw him at a U.K. camp a few years ago. His real name's – well, I think he's actually changed it legally to Kool-Aid now, uh, or at least that's what it is on the roster. That's what he wants to go by, but Jaquincy is his name. Um, but, yes, he also plays at Alabama. But the order of finish, Sean, it's what I think it's going to be. It's what we just talked about. USA Today in the East has Georgia, Florida, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Vandy. And in the West, they, they take a different stance than SEC Mike. They go Alabama 1, A&M 2, LSU 3, Ole Miss 4, Auburn 5, Arkansas 6, 
and Mississippi State seventh with Alabama as the overall SEC champion. So this is where we get into that disconnect that we were talking about on the FPI show on Saturday. Mississippi State, top 25 on the FPI, picks seventh by USA Today in the West. That's going to be a weird team to watch, I think, see where they come in. SEC Mike Adams sixth. So that's you're you're right with that. It just doesn't make any sense. And a lot of times too, this ESPN FPI stuff is going to shift. Like would it would it shock you by the time we get to that point of the season if the FBI favors Kentucky? Not at all. Not at all. So that's the thing. Like uh, we'll we'll see exactly how this stuff goes plays out and everything. And all I know is I'm excited to get down there. I'm excited to have a full day of football coverage. I know this. It's going to be a big week for us here on Kentucky Daily. We're going to get a lot of episodes. Uh, going to post some audio and stuff from interviews so you can kind of get some sound bites and everything. If you all are not watching SEC Football Media Day on TV or if you're not getting some of the other interviews, you, you're going to be able to get them here. We're going to post some content, some audio from those interviews, and then we're going to have our thoughts on a lot of topics that come from SEC Football Media Day. Who are the other schools that are there with Kentucky? Is it Ole Miss is there that day in Georgia? I think Ole Miss, Georgia, and Tennessee Okay. the other in Kentucky, so on Tuesday. But SEC Football Media Day actually kicks off today on Monday, so you'll be able to get some coverage there. And then we will be on site for Tuesday. Tuesday is the only day that I'm going to be there. Uh, I won't be there for any of the other days, but then we will put our submit our votes, our ballots, everything, and we will talk about all that. As always, this is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, one in Pondville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.